0: Starting in 3, 2, 1. Wednesday, November second. Commissioner Elvis here. Commissioner Jimmy, I'm back. (laughs) How was your trip? It was fun. That's good. All right. Um. Anyways, I don't think we have much to to intro other than our episode this week. Yeah. All right. So right into it. Straight to business. What
1: do we got? So we got who's that, and then we got trade grades for the uh, basically the NFL trade deadline. We're gonna kind of skim over and. Give our thoughts on the uh, fantasy implications, and we got over or under. So, a little game at the end to close it all off. All right, sounds good.
0: Um, all right, we, I think we all know what, what who's that is. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. Who's that? All right. I have a, a freebie right here. Why don't, <laughs> yeah. why, why don't you let me go first? <laughs> I kind of figured <laughs> who, it, who it was right away. One pass for one completion, thirty-four yards, a touchdown, eighteen rushing attempts for ninety-four yards and a touchdown, and eight receptions. I uh, don't five targets for fifty-five yards and a touchdown.
1: This is why you drafted him. <laughs> I didn't know he threw for uh, thirty-four yards though. This is that uh, yeah, was, was a big touchdown. Yeah. It was it wasn't just You got an arm. Yeah. But this is none other than Christian McCaffrey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: had my, I had my doubts for a second. You know, yeah, I just, I just wanted to highlight this real quick just because, um, Christian McCaffrey is so good. And now I think on, on the 49ers, he's going to be even better. Uh, I don't think this is going to be his performance every week. Um, the fact that he threw a touchdown ran a touchdown and caught a touchdown. That's never, that hasn't been done since 2005. If you weren't aware. Yeah. Well, 20 years, almost. almost, almost 20 years. Um,
1: but yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. This is what, his second game with the Niners. Yeah, it's and, only and his <laughs> second game. And it had a a trick play for him.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I don't think we need to talk to him about him too much. We we know how good he is at, and this just going to kind of previews his going his forty nine career, 49ers career how yeah. how, good, how good he's going to be over there because they, they they love to run over there. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> All right, who's your first player?
1: So my first player, one carry for a negative 1 yard. <laughs> and then uh one reception for 3 yards.
0: <laughs> this what a line. What a line. This okay. So my guess is that this is somebody who underperformed expectations, like really underperformed expectations. Um I feel like it could be what I feel like it should be a wide receiver because because of the five targets. But I I also feel like it could be a running back. Um, I this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna take a stab at it, and then I, I, I probably, uh, hopefully, we'll get it after the hint. Cause I don't, I don't know where you're going with this one. <laughs> okay. Um, who underperformed? We'll say so. We'll say like I don't know. Jeff Wilson. It's uh, not right. a running back. It's not a running back. Okay, so it's a wide receiver. They carried once for a yard and. Five reception, uh, five targets for one reception and three yards. Spectacularly un- underperformed. Um, Robbie Anderson. Do you want one more guess? Is it a tight end? No, it's not okay. a tight end. It's a receiver.
1: You want one more guess? <laughs> sure. Give me a, give me another hint though. All right. He plays. He plays in the AFC West. AFC West. Okay.
0: Um, AFC West So that's Chiefs uh, Broncos That's Did I name the team so far? Yeah I mean no Not yet Oh Okay Chiefs Broncos Raiders Is it Raiders? Huh? Is it Raiders? Yeah Okay it's a Raiders player Okay It's a receiver Is it Zay Jones? (laughs) It's Devontae Adams Oh Oh my goodness, I knew that. I knew that because he had such a bad week and I had him on one of my teams. I thought you would have gotten it oh uh, my once goodness. I gave you the team. Cuz I I totally forgot about that. I kind of just um I've I've already forgiven and forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, th- I don't know. This is a this is a very like atrocious
1: stat line for uh, Devonte Adams. I think I'm looking through the years that he's played like in the NFL so far and I think this is his lowest like fantasy output. Um, in terms of like the, the the score that he that he put up, um, obviously we know that the Raiders got shut out. Um, Derek Carr had a terrible game. Um, you know, which trickled down to all every, everybody else basically. Um, so, does this kind of scare you in terms of uh, Devontae Adams' value
0: moving forward? I don't think it quote unquote scares me, but. It does change my perception a little bit because um, we all know that Devontae Adams is good, and wide receivers they have a volatility to them. Like they're they're not gonna have be good every single week. They could have a really bad weeks sometimes, but this is like very bad, and I think this just goes to show how bad the Raiders are as the team. Um, they're not like they have they have some weeks where they're good, and there's some weeks they're just gonna poop their pants like this, and so I think that Devontae Adams is gonna you know be part of that team sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna sit him. He's he's a must start every every week. Um but, you know, going into the season we had so much hope for Devontae Adams because, you know, of the chemistry between him and Derek Carr back in college. Um but I I never would have expected this kind of line from Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, it just kind of like um I don't I didn't expect I don't think there was expectations for him to be like the wide receiver one this year just because of, you know, when you look at dra- drafts this season, he wasn't drafted as highly as, you know, Cooper Cup or or um, some other players. But um, I think this kind of changes his range of um, where he's going to land in the top. Like, I think maybe before we would have said top six wide receivers, but now I think maybe top 12 is a, good, is a fair place to put him because of his performances. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. All right, um, my next line. Uh, this player had eight targets, seven receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. Those are receiving stats. And then he carried twice for 12 yards. Okay, so this looks like
1: a receiver that can kind of bail out their quarterback if need be. Um, I think my first guess here would be DJ Moore.
0: Not DJ Moore. Other Coast. Other Coast, okay.
1: Hmm. I want to say, I want to say Brandon Ayuk, but I don't think that's right. Hmm. This is a very,
0: I don't know. It could be anybody. I can give you a second hint. Shoot. Let's get it. All right. Uh, he wears red. He wears red? Hmm. Other ghost wears red.
1: Wears red. So it's not, I mean, it could be Brandon Ayuk because he wears red but who else could,
0: oh, uh, is it Rondale Moore? Wow. <laughs> what a stab in the dark. I, I didn't, I should have asked if you were going to lock that in, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind
1: of uh, knew that Rondale Moore had a good week this week. Yeah, he did. Um, but i not this, not, I didn't like really know his stat line like that.
0: No, it was a really good week for Rondale Moore. Um, with the return of DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore not being played in the slot um, where he shines as a, as a wide receiver
1: yeah i think um they're kind of starting to come get together a little bit the cardinals um you know because now now that everybody's getting healthy and they got hopkins back um you know i think um these the cardinals are going to be better for fantasy in the second half
0: yeah i totally agree and i hope so too because i have a lot of stock on cardinals in one on one team too much for one team <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um but yeah um I was gonna say something, but I forgot.
1: You, you know, you know what's crazy? I was gonna, I was gonna do a stat line um, for Hopkins, and I think he had like twelve receptions for thirteen targets too. So yes, like these guys did. are really, you know, <laughs> catching the ball. Um, uh, but the, the Cardinals still couldn't pull out the win there.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I remember what I was gonna say now. Uh, I, I, it kind of makes me start wondering, like the way that they're starting to ramp up, if they're gonna be like the opposite of what they were last year, where they has, they had like that a and zero start. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if they're they're gonna have like a um, a very good end of the season rather than, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting to see, because um, like a lot, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's been getting a lot of flack for you know the development of Kyler this year, yep. um, and you, there was a rift between them. I think it was either last game or the game before that where they got into a little argument, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, all right. Give me your your next line. All right, so we have six receptions out of seven targets. 77 yards for a touchdown. All right, this is a tough line too. Because... Let me uh, let me help you. Okay, cuz this is uh kind of, you know, average. Um it's a tight
0: end. It's a tight end. Is it Is it Greg Dulcich? That's a good guess though. Yeah, he's been really good lately. Yep. Ever since coming to the field. Uh six out of seven receptions. Oh, oh, is it it's um Trying to think there's some there's a couple of names that were unexpected. There are some really good performances this week, uh, especially in the tight ends. Um, I bet you if I saw the name, I wouldn't know it. Yeah. Like I, if I saw the name without looking at this stat line, I, I would know it. I think so too. But it's not coming to my <laughs> mind like when I just try to <laughs> yeah. conjure it up. That's why this game is so uh, it's so tough. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I was, I was looking at that list. It was it's a player. Is it Edvin Ingram? That's another good guess. Alright, who is it? You want another guess? Sure. Alright, um He's he plays for a bird team. A bird team. So we have the Seahawks, we have the um Eagles, we have the Cardinals. It's not Zach Ertz, is it? He Zach Ertz did score me like 13 points on on that team that's talking about. Um so, Seahawks, Cardinals, Eagles, just at least two more. Um, what are the other bird teams? <laughs> <clears throat> Falcons. Oh, oh, this has got to be Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts scored his touchdown this week. No, oh. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: didn't even finish naming all the bird teams. The one team that you didn't name. Um, the player plays for him, so it's the the Ravens. Oh my goodness! Who is it?
0: It's Isaiah Likely.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is it's Isaiah Likely. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, Mark Andrews went down with some type of injury, I think it was. Um, so Isaiah Likely had to step up, and he had a pretty decent line. Um, we saw flashes of him in in the preseason. Um, but you know we didn't really see much of him during the regular season because of Mark Andrews, and how dominant he's been. Uh, I think. I'm not sure if Mark Andrews is is supposed to be playing this week. They're playing on Monday. Um so if we don't see Mark Andrews, I think you know Isaiah likely might come out and produce, you know, some more
0: like this. Yeah. Um I think Mark Andrews is uh day to day, but you know, Isaiah likely is a pretty high draft capital pick for the Ravens and uh, there were whispers of, you know, picking him up even though even though that the Raiders have, uh, not the Raiders the Ravens have um Mark Andrews so this is this is exciting to see for a rookie.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting um, for this week. Anyways, like he's a kind of a good waiver wire like a pickup. Absolutely, I 100 agree. Because you know, with with the bye weeks and
0: whatnot, he might be a plug and play if Mark Andrews is out this week. Yeah, I think he. I if I remember correctly, he's even had some relevance even with Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews is the clear like tight end. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So my last line is. Ten targets, six receptions, seventy-nine yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, so this is a. It has to be a receiver.
1: No, no rushing attempts. Two touchdowns. So who scored two touchdowns?
0: Wait, is this one? <laughs> is this one DJ Moore? <laughs> are, are you locking it in? <laughs> yeah. No, not DJ Moore. De- deceivingly, this looks like a wide receiver line, but it's a tight end line. Oh, it's tight end. Oh, I know who this is. He plays for the Jets, doesn't he? I'm just give you a shrug here, Tyler, Tyler Conklin. Dang Jimmy, <laughs> two for three. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing his stat line too. I know he had two touchdowns. I just didn't know how many yards and uh, receptions. He yeah, had. he he
0: he's uh being used utilized a lot over in the uh, over in uh, New York. Um, I mean we saw him be great last year with the uh, Vikings, and we knew that you know he was a pretty good player, but you know the tight end landscape is just. The way it is, people don't they don't always you know receive. They're sometimes blocking, and that's what we were afraid of yeah. going to this year when he went to the Jets.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised because um, Zach Wilson had a terrible game. He had like three picks, yeah. um, and I guess with now now with the uh, absence of Brees Hall, they, they look they're looking to throw more. Um, Garrett Wilson, the rookie receiver, there had a good game. Um, you know who had a bad game? Who Elijah Moore? He had an awful game. I started him. I think he goosed me. Yeah, I don't I don't think they like. I don't know if they know how to utilize him anymore because I don't know what happened going into the preseason. He has so much hype around him with Zach Wilson, but now um, I just don't know what the Jets are doing anymore.
0: Yeah, especially with um, with the way that Elijah Moore kind of—you think he wanted to be traded, right? Yeah, Yeah, he, he requested for a trade. Yeah. So I don't know how the chemistry's, you know, how that affects the chemistry over in the locker room over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's come out and said that he doesn't, he really doesn't know what's going on. Like they can't find him or something or like, you know, just, I don't know. This is the way they're punishing him or what, but, um, I, I did expect him to get moved. Cause now that, you know, with the team, you know, it, it really affects
0: the team and, and that locker room, like you said. Yeah. But yeah. That's a good stat line. And um, is he somebody that you would stash?
1: Um, I think... Well, he's available in my uh, other league, right?
0: I think he's available in many leagues. Yeah.
1: So if you had to stream him, then I would pick him up and play him. But to stash him uh, would be... I think would be hard. Especially with the way their quarterback's playing. Yeah. I agree. All right. So my final stat. 19 attempts or 19 completions, 36 attempts. 317 yards for a touchdown, an interception, and one rushing attempt for 20 yards. Ooh, this is a quarterback. If it's not a quarterback, then I quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we already, we already, we already uh, brought McCaffrey out there so it can't
0: be him. <laughs> um, uh, this is tough. This is a pretty good performance. 317 yards and a touchdown. I feel like I know who this line is because of that one rushing attempt, but I'm not entirely sure. Um... Is it, right, I'm going to go with a surprise pick here, because I feel like that you're trying to, to surprise me with, with some kind of a an interesting stat line. Is it Sam Ellinger?
1: <laughs> no, it is not Sam Ellinger. Do you need a hint?
0: Yes, please. Uh, he plays for an East Coast team. East Coast team. There's a lot of East Coast teams. <laughs> <laughs> Only so many quarterbacks, though. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Is this one of the New England quarterbacks? Probably not. Is it... It could be one of the New York ones. So It's definitely not Josh Allen. I don't think it's Zach Wilson because there's obviously two touchdowns. Um, Daniel Jones? I feel like Daniel Jones would run more, have more rush attempts. We have... Um, Peach... Is it P.J. Walker? I feel like P.J. Walker would be another good surprise line. One touchdown. How many touchdowns did the Panthers I think, I'm trying to remember, I think Terrence Marshall had a touchdown this week, right? This is tough. All right, it could also be somewhere further down in the coast. It could be a Falcon. It could be, I think this is this is very, this could be a Marcus Mariota line. I think Tua did better than this. All right, I'm going to narrow it down. It's it's PJ Walker, Marcus Mariota, or yeah, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm going to narrow it down to one of those two. Is, is it one of those two? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have a 50-50 now and I haven't taken my first, I haven't, I took my first guess already. So it's, I'm going to say 314, 317 yards. I'm going to say PJ Walker. Nice Elvis.
1: <laughs> I like I like that you broke it down, uh, and, and got to you know the answer. Um, but when we when uh when we were like having our uh, I guess like a drought for football, we were we were in the uh, playing XFL, um, and and PJ Walker was actually a really good quarterback um, in the in the XFL. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm guessing that's probably why the the Panthers went out and got him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now with Baker benched and and Sam Darnold not, I, I don't know if they activated Darnold yet. No, I
0: don't think they have yet.
1: Yeah. So now I, I guess they're just rolling with P.J. Walker. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna make a QB change in the future. It, it doesn't. I don't even know what the Panthers are doing. I know they're trying to get draft capital and like you know, yeah, draft picks to. But I don't know. I don't know if like in the draft if they're gonna go and get a get a new. QB or anything like that they, I mean they also ha- got Matt Corral this year who's oh, on yeah. IR <laughs> yeah I forgot about him <laughs> so like yeah I don't know what the situation there, is there um, but PJ has been playing pretty well uh, 317 yards for, for someone who's you know didn't really get to spend that much time in training camp with the ones and twos or whatever um, and I mean for fantasy he got like 17 points not terrible um, yeah
0: but you know it's like it's like middle um, it's, it's middling it's something that you I think you would expect like a backup yeah which he, which he, he feels like um, even though they're starting him at the moment, um, I don't know how long he's going to be starting. I do feel like they're going to hop around, especially when Sam Donald comes back. It's just like a toss up. I think I like TJ Walker, the the guy, but like, I feel like this is one of, one of his better performances in the times that he has played.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they should just play him out for like the, the rest of the season and see what they can do in the off season. Um, but I know that this performance, um, DJ Moore was like a, m- a major beneficiary because he had like basically half the y- the yardage
0: that, uh, you know. That right. And uh, not, not only that, uh, Terrence Marshall started to look really relevant with, I think he had nine targets, yeah. eight receptions, something like that.
1: I'm pretty sure he had, if I read it correctly, he had like three um, targets in the end zone. He just couldn't grab any of them. Right.
0: So I, I, I think that PJ Walker is probably the most interesting for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely definitely keep them on your radar yeah alright and I think that's gonna be the end of this segment yep any other surprise lines nope alright moving on trade grades alright so uh, as you guys hopefully know there have the NFL deadline has passed and there have been some crazy crazy trades like last minute this season uh, I I think it broke some records for something, but I I forget what.
1: Yeah, it was like uh, the most trades since like nineteen fifty or something. Ah, it's wow. something something like that. Yeah. It was like eight eight trades
0: in one day. Yeah, it's crazy. So we're just gonna go through. Uh, we'll read through the the trades and who got what. Um, we'll do them one at a time, and we're gonna, Jimmy and I will give our our thoughts and we'll grade like on each side like. For example, the, our first lions will be the Lions and the Vikings, who they traded. And we're going to grade the Lions as well as grade the Vikings on how they, how their trade, what we think their trade went.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, uh, outside of opening day for, um, football, I, I think this is like the second most exciting
0: day. Yeah. Because of so much, there's so much like NFL team implications and fantasy implications. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And that's why I would kind of wanted to highlight this because, um, with with so many trades this year you know like players that you you drafted might not be the players that you thought right like it's a really big change up for any teams possibly you know possibly for teams who who are not doing so well they can have a really good asset now or teams that are doing really great and they might be in trouble right all right so our first trade was the lions and the vikings as i mentioned the lions traded away tj Hawkinson, as well as a 2023 20, 4th And a 2024 fourth, but the 24 24 fourth can become will become a fifth if the Vikings win a playoff game. So that that becomes a a a worse pick. But you know, fifth round, fourth round, not too much different. Um, And the Lions, in return for TJ Hawkinson and those picks, they basically upgrade those fourth, those the 23 23 fourth and 2024 fourth, and those become a second and a third for them.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really get this trade, um
0: because it's within their division. Yeah, I think that that's what that's what makes it really interesting. But I think, you know, like good for them. If that they're that they're able to do that in that like you you go get what you need. Like, yeah. You're not afraid to trade to somebody, you know.
1: I definitely like the Viking side more oh, absolutely. than I, than the Lions. I think the Lions at this point, they're just uh, waving the white flag for the season. Um they're probably just gonna try to play for a high draft pick in next year's draft, um, and
0: yeah, from from there, I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I uh, I definitely I do like the the Viking side much better too, because uh, Vikings. If you guys don't know, Erb Smith got hurt, and he's uh, it's unfortunate because he was out all last season, and uh, th- now he's gonna be out for like a month ish because uh, a high ankle sprain, I believe, um, and this really fills in their need at at tight end and Vikings, I think they're six and one. Yeah. So, you know, this is a really good addition for them for for that, uh, that playoff push.
1: This is also a huge boost for, um, Kirk cousins too. You know, you have, you have someone like TJ Hawkinson who can, can catch the ball. Like play, you know, play the tight end role really well. Um, I don't know. I thought he would be much better like on, on the lions, but for some reason, um, I guess he kind of fell off. Uh, and then that's, I guess this is why, um, did the Lions you?
0: decided to move him. Yeah. Um I just feel like the Lions just haven't been utilizing him the way he's been utilized in the past. Right. With uh who was was it was, was it with Stafford? It was with Stafford when yeah. he was really good. And he, there was like a, I think last year he was okay. Yeah. With uh, Goff. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely has a lot of potential. Oh yeah, for sure. He's young. So um I think this is only his 5th year in the league? Yeah, something and, like that. And we, as we can see with like Kelsey and Andrews, they can they can have a, a, a good while in the league. Yeah. Um, anyways, Lions, what would what'd you grade them? Um, I would say somewhere like a D. A, a D? Yeah. Oof, that's bad. I, I do like that they upgrade their picks, but I, I don't like that they give a uh, Hawkinson. I give them like, like C. I give them a C. And Vikings? Vikings, I would give them probably a B. Yeah, I would give them like a borderline A B. Yeah, I think that um, the downgrade isn't that big for the draft picks, and then they got a really good asset who they can, they, they, they can that they can have for years. Yeah,
1: and it looks like they're trying to win now. I mean, being six and one or, or mm-hmm. this, this is seven and one. Yep, for sure.
0: Um, yeah, it looks like they're gonna make a push for the the Super Bowl this year. All right, the next trade: Bears and Steelers. Bears receive Chase Claypool, and Steelers receive a twenty twenty three second round pick. So I
1: I didn't expect the Steelers to move Chase Claypool. But I think with the um you know with this the surge of uh, George Pickens, I feel like they they think that they'll be fine without Chase Claypool. Chase, Chase I thought he was starting to kind of, you know, ramp it up a little bit this uh this season. He was doing I mean the, the past few games he's been really involved. Um but I'm not I'm not too sure why they made this move.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I mean, I think that um I think this is a trade that's good for both sides, to be honest. Um, I know that there have been rumors about Chase Claypool being traded. Um, But um, at first, I believe that at first, I think it was Mike Tomlin who was saying that these guys are, uh, that, you know, people are not offering enough for Chase Claypool, so they weren't, you know, considering trading him. But I guess trade deadline came around and they really want to make a move. And um, the Steelers, as they are now, they're not they're not like us. They're not like the. I'm worried for them this year because they, they. I don't think Mike Tomlin has ever had a losing record, and this might be the, his first year for that. And so I think this, um, this is gonna help them in the following years, if anything. Whereas Chase Claypool has been, other than his uh break, like end of season breakout on his rookie year, um, Chase Claypool has been kind of like underwhelming for what he, for you know the player that he is. Like he's a really big guy. He could be really good. Yeah. I
1: mean, they had a he had a really good rookie year, like 10 touchdowns, but that was with Ben Roethlisberger, yep. who's now retired. Um so we don't know what's going to happen in the future with Mitch or Kenny Pickett. Um But yeah, like you said, uh, the Bears look looks like they're trying to build around Justin Fields. Uh, yep. I agree. You know, they traded their uh defensive end Roquan Smith for a second-round pick to the Ravens, I think it was, and they used that pick to get Chase Claypool. Yes. So like they kind of downgraded their defense a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think for the future they're, they're trying to get weapons for for um, for Justin Fields. Yeah, I think this actually might be a
0: good move for Chase Claypool himself, uh, right? Being because he's instantly going to get play time alongside Darnell Mooney.
1: Yeah, and I think the Bears needed like that big body receiver, you know, that can stretch the field. Yep. Um And then you know, um, and I think one more thing about the Steelers, they're usually pretty good at drafting. Oh, wide yeah. receivers you know, Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool and then now with George Pickens yep. you know I think they'll be alright yeah. but like, like you said earlier I think it's a good move for both teams alright
0: let, let's give grades Bears? I'll give a, the Bears a B B for the Bears as well and then Steelers? S for Steelers <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say S tier is above A <laughs> no I think I think, uh, I think they, they get a B too yeah I, I, I'm on the same page 100% B's on both sides all right. Um, next up, we have the Broncos and the Dolphins. The Broncos, they received Chase Edmonds, 2023 first round, and a 24, 24 fourth round. And just a note, um, the 2023 first round was um, San Francisco's first round pick that was given to the Dolphins uh, previously. Um, and the Dolphins, they received Bradley Chubb, a, who's a pass rusher, a very good pass rusher, and a 2025. Fifth rounder. So I guess
1: this move for the Broncos—they're trying to basically replace um, Javante Williams for the season because you know he, with him being out for the season, they needed um, someone to kind of step in and fill that role. And I guess they they thought Chase Edmonds was that guy. Uh, so I'm not I'm not I'm not too confident with this. Uh, it could be good, you know. He's playing with Russ, um, which is. I can't say if it's really an upgrade anymore uh, with how Russ has been playing, um, but I like the, the the first round pick. The first round pick is always good, and then the 24-4th, 20, that could be um, anything, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it looks like the Broncos are trying to bring in more weapons for Russ because they can't trust Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone. Yeah, Mike Boone's hurt. Um, I think it's been Latavius Murray playing.
0: Oh yeah, so it's like that that backfield gets even you know muddier. Right. So that backfield is even worse. I to be a, so. Uh, to kind of disclaim something before we go further, I think that the, the real target for this trade was not Chase Edmonds, but it was Bradley Chubb, the pass rusher, who has been really good for the Broncos. I think Chase Mand- I think the real trade, like the main points of this trade, was Bradley Chubb for a first-round pick. And then the, the Dolphins threw in Chase Edmonds as a uh, like additional incentive.
1: Right. Uh, so the Broncos, I I guess they didn't want to pay uh, Bradley Chubb, um, like, you know, t- top-edge numbers, you know,
0: so. Till- I think that's why they wanted to move him. Yeah. Um, I think this is good for both sides. Uh, Broncos have not been doing well. They need that first round pick. Um, And then the Dolphins, they're just making their defense better.
1: They're trying to, I think they're trying to make a a playoff push too. I I agree. So it's more, this is more of like an NFL implication. It's good for like both teams. Um, I I don't see much fantasy relevance
0: other than, you know, maybe Chase Edmonds finds a role. Maybe he finds a little bit of a role, but I don't think he's going to play over Melvin Gordon. They, yeah. they, for some reason, they the Broncos love Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and it's probably going to be some type of committee. There. Yeah, I think so too. So I don't think, but um, yeah, I, I don't think we have, there's much else to say for fantasy-wise All stuff. Right. Um, Bradley Chubb is really good, but I, I did read that he, I think this is also his fifth year in the league. Mm-hmm. And that um I think he was hurt for like a good portion of like the first three yeah. years. Yeah, he was. And so, um, slightly risky pick uh, trade op, uh, trade asset for the Dolphins, but um, a very good one if it pans out.
1: Yeah, they've always compared him to Von Miller. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens for both teams. All right, Broncos grade. Um, I think it's his average, probably like a B. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, probably a B too. I mean. It's it, they're they're making that push, so it's it's kind of hard to to grade them when there's like no you know real fantasy
0: implications. Yeah, I am. I give. I I give. I think I give the same grades. Um, I think Broncos get what they need via the first, and then you know just throw in chase Edmonds yeah. as an additional uh, help in the backfield where they need it. Right, and then I think. The Dolphins, um, they get back a fifth in place of the first and the fourth, so it's not too too bad in terms of the picks. And then they get a really good pass rusher.
1: Yeah, I so, mean, and and they're like they're very committed to uh, Raheem Moster. And then we'll get into who they received in the next
0: yeah. trade. Um, I think that when we when we give both teams Bs, it just means that it's a pretty fair trade. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's not like upside because if you have one side that has a C, the obviously the other, other side's gonna have like an A. Right. Uh, ho- I mean hopefully, but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so B's uh, a pretty, you know, a pretty fair trade for this one. Let's All move right. on to another Dolphins trade. Uh, Dolphins have made a lot of moves during the um trade deadline. Um, Dolphins received Jeff Wilson and 49ers receive a 2023 5th rounder.
1: Yeah, so so with the uh, the departure of Chase Edmonds, I guess the Dolphins felt like they needed someone to kind of um fill that role. And they reunite Jeff Wilson with Ryan Moster, who who played together uh on the Niners. Also under the same offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, th- th- there's um a reunion there. Uh for a fifth round pick, um it's not that's
0: not bad. Yeah, no, that's pretty good that's a pretty good value, I think.
1: Yeah. For someone who doesn't, you know, start, you know, he he's he's more Jeff Wilson's more of a backup or fill in,
0: you know? Yeah, I agree. Um Yeah. Uh, especially because the 49ers, don't, they don't really, they have like a ton of running backs. They, they're usually you know in and out because of injury. But now that they have Christian McCaffrey, right? I don't, they don't, I don't think that they need Jeff Wilson as much as they, they did before.
1: Yeah, I think I think Elijah Elijah Mitchell is probably going to fill that backup role. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, grades. B's. <laughs> Bs pretty, it seems pretty pretty fair trade. Yeah. I think I think if anything, maybe B plus for the Dolphins, but yeah, because um, I think that's a really good value for a fifth. All right. Um, but overall, fairly fair. Yep. All right. Next trade. Falcons. Actually, let me get to the Falcons after. This is a Falcons Jaguars trade, but the Falcons side is very, very <laughs> complicated. Um, the Jaguars, they receive a suspended Calvin Ridley, who is unable to uh, play in the NFL, and he's able to apply for reinstatement in February. Um, the Falcons, in return for trading away Calvin Ridley, they get a 2023 fifth round pick and it is condition is a conditional pick if really is not reinstated by a certain date uh, this fifth round pick becomes a sixth round pick um and then additionally they also receive a 2024 second round pick which is also conditional on if Kelvin really makes the team in 2024 if he does make the 2020 the team in 2020 2024 the second round pick becomes a fourth round pick but can become a third round pick if Ridley meets a playing time milestone. <laughs> that is so complicated.
1: Uh, but I guess it works out for the both sides, you know, because the Falcons are looking to move on from Calvin Ridley. You know, they have Kyle Pitts, they have Drake London, who um, they're really high on. So it, it makes sense here. Um, Jaguars also receive Calvin Ridley, who can can come in and, and, and be that wide receiver two, uh, or maybe 1A and 1B with Christian Kirk. Um, so more weapons for
0: them. Uh, so I think it's pretty good. Are you concerned about Calvin Ridley really being away from the field like the same way kind of like Michael Thomas was?
1: Yeah, I mean, there is some kind of, you know, um, uncertainty there because when, when players are gone for a while, you know, it's it's kind of weird to come back and especially with a new team. Yeah. Um, you know, like Josh Gordon, when he he kept getting suspended and stuff like that. He never, he never was the receiver that he was, you know, he never went back to that, that form in like what, 2013, Josh Gordon. Um, but I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think this is a very, very interesting trade because I think this was probably the most surprising trade. Yeah. There's just so much, so many conditions to <laughs> it. There's so many conditions to it. And I don't think anybody expected that Calvin Ridley was going to no. be involved in anything this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. But you know, I think I can see I can see uh, benefits for both sides, especially for I think especially for the Falcons with all these conditions. Like these trade picks, they just get better and better if Kellen Ridley plays. Right. So they're gonna try to you know push for Kellen Ridley and you know get him back to his um, former state. Yeah. Um, let's give grades. Falcons.
1: Falcons. I don't know. This one's tough because there's. It's really.
0: It's a conditional grade.
1: Yeah, it can it can go. I'll give C for conditional. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I give it, I give them a, I give the Falcons, actually, I'm going to give them a B uh, because they're taking on a player that hasn't really done anything and isn't going to do anything for the rest of the season and turning it into something that's going to, uh, for sure, be good next year.
1: Yeah, they're definitely looking into the future.
0: Yeah. And then Jaguars?
1: Um, I'll <sighs> If Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley when he comes back, then I'll
0: give them a B. Yeah, I give I give them a B too. I think that um if Calvin Yeah, right. It's, it's basically that that premise is that if Calvin Ridley comes back and he's good, if, if this was a good trade for the Jaguars. And if Calvin Ridley comes back and he doesn't is not good, then Jaguars got nothing. Right. Which is why it makes sense why they the Falcons have so many conditions. Exactly. Because there's so much uncertainty around this trade.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Our last trade on the list here is Bills and Colts. Bills received Naeem Hines and Colts received Zach Moss and a 2023 sixth, which becomes a fifth if certain conditions are met. So
1: for the Bills, I feel like getting Naeem Hines was kind of like a lateral move. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, he's just going to play the same role that he did in, in Indianapolis, um, you know, being the pass catcher there, um, filling in for Jonathan Taylor. Um, but they still have Devin Singletary. They also have James Cook, um, who does play. Uh, but th- yeah, I think I guess they they upgrade a little bit because now that Zach Moss is is gone, Naeem Hines will probably um, you know be more
0: effective for them. Yeah. Do you think? Would you say that? Would you do you think that Naeem Hines is a better pass catcher than Zach Moss? I think so. I think so too. I think that helps a lot because the Bills love to throw. Right. I think that that's I think that's the main target here. It seem it feels like a lateral move because it's like second second string running back for second string running back. Yeah. Um but I think Naheem Naeem has is slightly better than Zach Moss, has more experience as well. And then I feel like they haven't really like clicked with Zach Moss either. Yeah. And so, you know, it was a easy trade for them, I think, for the Bills to give away. Um and the Colts, they basically lateral it's almost lateral for them as well. Yeah. Uh plus they get like a, a late pick. So right.
1: I think it's pretty fair both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good for both of them. B for, uh, this, B for Bills. Yeah.
0: And C for Colts. I think they downgraded just a little I think, bit.
1: I think they did too. It, and then like you, the, it being a sixth round pick, it, like mostly, I think I feel like sixth and seventh rounders, they, it's very hard for them to make a team. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of up in the air with, with those late round picks.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's especially hard for them to make the team if they're like offense. They don't, Really see as much relevance, yeah. On, on offense, on defense, I think it's different. All right, um, all right. So that is our uh, trade grades. Most teams are pretty fair. Most trades yeah. were pretty fair for the most. How, part.
1: It, which is how it should be. They should, you know, they, each team has their own needs, and um, they'll find a way to
0: kind of fill that. Yeah, they just kind of you know remove their surplus and in, in, in order to fill the holes. Right. Um, some other notes, if you guys didn't know. Well, I don't think we're gonna talk, get into it, but you know, careers uh, Tony Tony create traded to KC. Yeah, I think you guys went
1: over it in we, the, the we, last. We like, we I think yeah, we mentioned it, yeah. but we didn't
0: really talk about trade grades or anything but, Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really interesting move. James Robinson to the Jets also interesting. And CMC, we already talking about CMC. He already played. Yeah. So we we, know <laughs> we, already know. we already know. know. <laughs> uh, but these other two trades, they, we haven't seen them in action yet. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's move on to our last segment. Over or under? Alright, that was a, that almost had a little bit of a country twang to it, too. <laughs> under. <laughs> Alright, uh, you guys know what this is. This is uh, our prediction segment. We're going to uh, try to predict some performances for the following week, which will be week 9. Um, So um, we have listed here some players as well as some proposed stats that we would like for them to hit or not hit. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go in order or should we just randomize them? Uh, You know, what? you want to do this draft pick style? I'll go first and I'll, p- I'll pick my, my stat line I want to talk about. Sure. All right. I'll go with uh, a player that I put on this list, um, Davis Mills. We haven't talked about Davis Mills yet, so I, I kind of wanted to um, put him in here and kind of just keep an eye on him for this week. Um, he's playing against Philadelphia, so it's a very tough matchup um ex- so we we expect a negative game script meaning uh Davis Mills is going to have to pass to catch up a lot and so i have here 35 and a half passing attempts over or under i think it will be i think it'll be under um
1: this is a very tough defense and even if it's it comes to you know a negative game script i think they're still going to struggle mm-hmm. um and they're probably just going to use Damian Pierce a lot. I feel like he's going to rush a lot. So I think I think it's under.
0: Okay. Uh, I think Davis Davis Mills generally kind of averages most games around like 30, 35-ish passing attempts. And I think that they're often behind. And so this is a very good line in that, like, even when they're behind, he still throws about 30, 35 pass, pa- passes. Um, so I'm – I'll take the over here, just for the hahas. I think it's, this is going to be. This is it. a very um, tough line. I think, I think it's going to th- be a disgusting
1: game because it's it's tomorrow Thursday
0: yep, Thursday, it's, it's Thursday night. The games are uh, usually very uh, gross. They have been very yes, especially I know Amazon has not been happy with <laughs> the uh, the game. And that's, and that's and that's why there's a uh, Friday Black Friday game Black Friday game next year.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, you're up. Who do you want to talk
1: about? Let's go with uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown versus Green Bay. All right. Um, you know, now with the departure of TJ Hawkinson, that opens up some more targets for Amon Ra. Uh, I think this season, he had his most targets uh, was 12, t- 12 targets.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was in week one and two. Yeah. So, so you're, you 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 want him to um, do the same thing against a, a tough team. Team.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm trying to see if you know, with with uh, Hawkinson no longer there, I want to see if he'll still um, eat eat into you know, well, not eat in. He's if he's gonna basically absorb the targets from you know T, T J Hawkinson,
0: right? Um, this one's this is a tough line because 12 targets is the most that he's received in the game, and 12 is a very good number, um, a pretty good number for wide receivers. Um, anything above that is pretty exceptional. Like they're getting if they're receiving a lot of targets, that's that means they're open a lot. Um, I think I'm going to take the under here. I think 12 is asking for a lot. It's, um, and I also think that with the return of DeAndre Swift, I think he's getting healthier and healthier for, healthier every week. I I know that I was targeting him last week, he didn't do bad, but he didn't do great either because he, he got vultured a lot
1: did you see the news this past week about him no what was it uh, Dan Campbell came out and said that he should have gotten you know one or two less carries really because they, they feel like he's not
0: ready like completely H- ready H- health wise yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah I don't know I, I, I think I still think that DeAndre Swift is gonna have playing time if he's already on the field playing last week and um, yeah I think that they're going be, they are going to be throwing a lot but I don't think that Amon will garner 12 against Green Bay
1: okay I'll take the over I think um, they're a pass heavy team um, so with you know not really many mouths to feed maybe Khalif Raymond will probably
0: you know have a bigger role but
1: um, they're going to be
0: looking for Amon Ra a lot so let me ask you something real quick if he gets exactly 12 do we both lose?
1: Yeah, because it's over-under, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it, if he does get over, it's probably going to be like 13, 14 targets. Like, you know, not much higher than what, what it's...
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's, it's harder to hit that 13, 14 than it is to hit the 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think I've, one thing I forgot to
1: mention earlier with um, TJ Hawkinson, um, they did draft Jamison Williams.
0: Mm-hmm. Who I, I don't think he's ready yet, but... At least, um, at least another three weeks. I think yeah. they, last week they said a month.
1: At yeah. Least, so. Yeah. So I think him coming back will definitely um, help the team, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so too. But He's just really good. something I forgot to note earlier. All right, I'm up. I'm going with Aaron Jones playing at Detroit. Ninety-two and a half all-purpose yards. So that's just receiving and um, and run rushing. Also, I guess all-purpose covers throwing too. If he throws. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one's tough because.
1: You kind of see AJ Dillon kind of being faded a little bit.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, His usage is not not where it was last year.
1: Yeah, even I think even beginning of the season he had more of a you know he he was more active, but recently,
0: yeah, uh, it seems like Aaron Rodgers has just been force feeding Aaron Jones in the backfield. Yeah, um, this is kind of what I was expecting at the beginning of the season because uh-huh. of their lack of wide receivers. Yeah, and Aaron Jones has been looking really good lately. Against Detroit
1: team who against, is terrible, whose defense is really bad, and they're playing at Lambeau. I think I'll take the over
0: here. Uh, no, they're playing in Detroit. It's at Detroit. Oh, at Detroit, so so enemy territory. Yep, ninety-two and a half is a lot. Yard, a lot of yards, though. All-purpose. D- yeah, d- divisional
1: round. I mean, divisional uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. I'll still take the over.
0: Okay, I think I think I'm going to take the over as well. I'm I'm hoping for some Aaron Jones action. <laughs> I mean, because who who else are they going to really you know? Uh, it's it's
1: him and Dobbs and Christian Watson got hurt. Christian Watson's hurt again. Concussion, I think it was concussion. Yep. Uh, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Going target Tunyon, but Tanyin, I mean, have yeah, really not, seen there, much there. From him. there's really
0: not a lot of place for Aaron Jones to go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to go, and so All I right. think it's kind of like a a must a must situation for yeah. Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'll do. take the over there. All right, you're up.
1: Right, I have a pretty like s- simple one. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. <laughs> oh, this is tough. It's
0: a simple one, but it's a tough one. Ahead. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't. The the over would obviously be hard because you know. Yeah. So so can we can we do um, one and a half one one?
0: <laughs> wait, it was one and a half like a thing. Should, no, no we, we usually do halves. Like, all my lines are halves, yeah. so that we don't have ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if one and a half works, I'm I'm saying like
1: either one touchdown or two touchdown, right? So we we either take him getting one touchdown or 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 under under I guess under. One or, is, or so, nothing at all. So right? yeah, right. So that,
0: yeah. I think we should say one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if he gets one, if he gets one touchdown, that's under. Yeah, okay. But if he gets two touchdowns, that's over. Okay, yeah. We'll so, set it at that one and a half. All right, I'm gonna change that real quick. One and that's, a half. That's touchdowns. that's better because I think three rushing touchdowns kind of it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's a it's, um, it's it's a uh, Christian McCaffrey esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, you know, very just very unlike unlikely. It happens, but you're really like. That's what you really want in fantasy, but it doesn't really happen. Yeah, so often. I mean, so I
1: mean, since uh, R- Rashad Penny went down, he's been scoring at least one touchdown the past four games. He scored
0: two in week seven against the yeah. Chargers. And how are DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett doing?
1: I mean, DK Metcalf I thought was going to be out a couple weeks, and he came back and played right. last week. I remember that. And Tyler Lockett's been in and out of the injury report. Um, So I don't think they're necessarily fully healthy,
0: but they're going to play if they feel like they can. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Kenneth Walker is like almost a similar similar situation to Aaron Jones in that he's kind of like really necessary to this team right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think one and a half is a good line. I think two, I would have taken the under. But one and a half... um, Ah. I don't know. I think, I think like we were saying about Arizona, how they're doing better, much better as of, you know, as of lately because of DeAndre Hopkins' return. I think that this might actually end up being a shootout. Um, I think I'll take, this This is scary. This is really scary, but I think I'm going to take the over.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think I agree. It's going to be a tight game. Um, I feel like Arizona's de- uh, secondary is pretty good. So I don't, Expect Gino to throw as much, mm-hmm. um, and you know how Pete is. He loves to establish that run, so I'll take the over as well. All right, cool. I mean, Kenneth Walker is playing this week, but we gotta be realistic, somewhat. Yeah.
0: My last line: Gerald Everett uh, playing in Atlanta for forty-two and a half receiving yards. Over or under? Fresh out of the bye, no Mike Williams. Possibly no Keenan jeez um well i think he he, he has he had a concussion before the bye right was that is that right
1: i'm not sure i know he wasn't healthy
0: yeah he wasn't healthy before the. he wasn't healthy to begin with and then i think something happened if i'm not mistaken i might be but um also previous to the bye donald parham was out to injury as well really
1: okay um i think atlanta's second i mean their defense is pretty decent um uh, I think I think it's gonna be more of an Austin Eckler, and possibly Josh Palmer if he plays the game. Yeah, Josh Palmer.
0: So I'll take the under. Yeah, take the under. Yeah. Under. All right, I. Um. I feel like I, I want to pull this up real quick. Actually, I have him on one of my teams, but he kind of just sits on my bench just because uh, he's been really he's been good when I have played when I have played him. Uh, um but so here are his uh, yardage yardages from week one all the way up to week seven because he had by last week 54 yards 71 yards 25 61 to 29 and 63 so he, he can clearly go over or under It goes <laughs> either way um i think that well, let me read his targets too, because his targets are actually also really good uh, from week one to week seven. Four, four targets, ten, six, six, three, seven, and nine. So on, in most games, he's gotten more than six targets. And I think that, um, I think Austin Eckler can, uh, not Austin Eckler, uh, Gerald Everett can definitely have a good game on any given week. So I think I'm going to take the over here because of necessity, out of, necessity of the throwing game. I, th- I know that justin herbert hasn't been as good as i was hoping this year but um i think that he's gonna have to make it up somehow like he because he doesn't run as much as other running uh quarterbacks and stuff and he's gonna have to, to throw it and Joe everything is a, kind of like that safety valve
1: fun fact espn predicts atlanta to win this game wow that's surprising that's very surprising yeah it's like 54% chance. Okay. So barely. Yeah. barely. Barely. But still, you know, like yeah. Atlanta is at the top of the division too. <laughs>
0: that, that's scary. <laughs> that's so sad.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go with your last line. All right. I have Darnell Mooney versus Miami. 67 and a half receiving yards. Do you think Chase Claypool
0: is going to play in this game? I think so. I'm taking the under. I I would love to see I know that this is kind of just like um a com- complete conjecture and just com- complete complete like um ho- wishful thinking but I would love to see Chase Claypool go off on his first game as a bear. <laughs> that would be cool. So I'm going to take the under here because in because I'm hoping for that Chase Claypool <laughs> break out. What if they both you know they, they oh they both they both <laughs> could but against Miami who has a new a pass rusher? <laughs> um alright if you're taking the under I'm
1: taking the over I think with the uh, the rise of Justin Fields and how he's been playing I feel like that's gonna keep you know the momentum going oh, and yeah. I think Mooney Mar- will have a good game
0: yeah I, I definitely agree with that the whole Justin Fields thing like, he's been playing much much better he's been using his legs to uh, to actually open up the passing game All right so um, that, that's a really good thing for the Bears
1: I think how I did this was I took like the last
0: five games for Darnell Mooney mhm and I took the average of that so uh, i see i picked players that were on um betting apps and i just took the, those lines oh, okay <laughs> i thought about that too um but the thing is that um with that is that a lot of lines are very um either usually there's like a lot of difference that, like um a lot of different categories for every player but being only wednesday they don't have a whole, a whole lot of options oh uh, that makes sense um, like the Thursday options are are great because there are so many options you know to pick from. Yeah. But these um Sunday players they haven't really developed their their lines yet. Gotcha. But yeah, that's it for our fi- third and final segment. Um, real quick before we go, we have our week seven would be winners. Uh, why don't you read that real quick, Jimmy? So we have players with or a player with the most receptions. Yeah, and in week seven, there this is actually a tie. Um, between two players, um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I think you mentioned earlier received twelve receptions, mm-hmm. as well as Tyreek Hill. Um, so, I think that it's a good thing that we're doing these would-be winners now, because now we can decide between things like uh, ties. Like, what would should we? Would you? Would we split in a tie, or would we uh, have some kind of tiebreaker? I think we just split. No, I oh. mean we can bring it up to the league and see how what they think. But yeah um why lee members why don't you uh hop either hop into the discord and let us know what you guys want this is your call to action do something (laughs) otherwise we'll just decide ourselves yeah so uh just just real quick uh if we were to split between the winners of this week um d hopkins uh, manager is holy cow 11 and tyreek hill from blackpink no fairy tale now, right? Um, well, these these are their usernames. Oh, those, these, these are. I, oh, I didn't know I that. Was, I was thinking about. I was thinking about it, and we should just use usernames because those don't change. But <laughs> team names always change.
1: I had no idea. It was
0: yeah. white green. No, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, wait, his name is not actually white green. I was joking. Oh, I was, so in the doc here, in the doc here, Jimmy is really con- Jimmy is really confused because uh, under Tyreek Hill it says in parentheses white green, <laughs> as in. Um, the opposite colors are for black and pink.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> All right. And uh, one last thing, bye week reminders. Who's on by this week? This is a heavy one. It's um, a heavy one. I think this week and week 10 are big ones. Yeah.
1: So the Niners are gone, Broncos, Browns, Cowboys, Giants,
0: and Steelers. Yep. Make sure you sit those players. Um, but yeah, I think that this podcast, anything else you want to add in? Any um, bloopers? No, not really. Um wanna give a quick standing of where we are. Yeah, let's do that. We're actually halfway through pretty much halfway through the season now, right? Yeah. So no. let's do that real quick. Um in let's start at the bottom. Yes. Uh, let's let me do pull it. let me pull up the correct league. All right. So in tenth place at one and seven, we have team under construction led by C B Tran. One and seven. Hey, they have a win. That's good. Yeah for a rebuilding team that's good alright why don't we alternate you can read the next one
1: alright so in ninth, we have the ugly
0: ducklings Ugh. the owner the mighty vits uh, also at 2 and six, eighth place uh, due to better uh, points 4 we have the pro- team the process led by tranman 25 alright and then
1: at 7th place we have Team No Flex Zone owner Trinster.
0: Yeah, four so and four. Team No Flex Zone, as well as these next two, are four and four. So we have a, a bit of a tie right in the middle. Um, in sixth place, we have Nice Chub with uh, led by Team JY and Lubu by Henry. <laughs> yes, so that's, that's fifth place. Fourth place, we have uh, Baby Don't hurts Me led by team holy cow uh led by holy cow eleven another also uh, another team five and three fairy tale led by black pink in second place we have our very own commissioner jimmy with his team second and oolong (laughs) and then first place jimmer is my dad (laughs) 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 owners (laughs) 2 yen sitting at seven and one yep but um, when I look at these uh, the points for, he's not that far ahead of everybody else that are that is in the top. So it can easily change. Yeah. It, it, the record is not that not that far off either. It's only one game ahead. So that can this can easily change before playoffs. The, po- the points attempt against you, Elvis. Yeah, points against me is on. Un- is, uh, yeah. is an against. anomaly, like. I know that my points for this year is not that good, but teams just don't, like, everybody is under 1,000, and I'm at 1,060 for points against, like, teams playing, playing, players putting up points against me. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even look at that before. Yeah, Uh, but that's where we sit Yeah, week nine. It's not too late for those middling teams, for us, the lower, and, you know. We still have a chance to uh, to get some better picks. Yeah, I think a, a lot
1: of a lot of movement is going to be happening these <laughs> yeah. these uh, bye and,
0: weeks. And it's also still not too late to to earn that wild card spot either. Mm-hmm. So you know, hope everybody keeps pushing, and making those trades, and making your team better and better. And um, that's that's it. For yeah. This podcast. Good, good luck, everybody. All right, signing off. See ya.